Okay, so today's daf is daf chaf, and we continue the discussion of mechola kerem, and oh, actually, really, just mechola kerem this time. So the uh, Gemara asks, mukaf geder So if you recall, the side of a kerem, meaning that next to the kerem, in between it and the fence, that it can be, if the space isn't big enough, it can be considered battle to the kerem. It can have the status of a kerem. So even if you leave for amot space between the kerem and what you want to plant, it's still considered part of the kerem, and it would be considered kilai. Unless, of course, you had, according to Beit Hillel, we said 12 Amot, and according to Bashamai, 16. Now, the first question is, when do we have this issue of Mechola Kerem? Is it only if the entire Kerem is fenced off, like the picture on the left? Or even if it was only a fence on one side, does that create a problem with Mechola Kerem for that one side? So the Gemara continues, Min Madatanin and Ben Kramim, the fact that we uh, we made reference of between two kramim, if you recall, the reader of Chaim says, "Is machol le Reb Yehuda?" Reb Yehuda says, "A machol kerem is the space between two vineyards." That's how we ended last year. Ba kerem le Reb Yehuda kegeder, and that other kerem, the one that's going the opposite direction, is like a fence. So it's true, like a fence of Tanakama. Therefore, you see that it doesn't have to be completely surrounded by a fence. Even a fence on one side will give you the status of a machola kerem. Okay, next question. Now, the question is now, is it considered only machola kerem if it runs down the full length of the side? That's when you say the space is batel. Or even if the fence, like you have on the right side of the picture here, even if, the, um, even if it's only partially covering that look running down the side of the vineyard, meaning then the machola kerem would only between the space and the, the, sorry, between the vineyard and that wall, however long it is. So that's the question. Does it have to be the entire length or even a small amount? So we'll see how what the Gemara does. Now we say Nashmini Min Hada. Now the proof of this one's a little bit more involved. Let's have a look. We say as follows. You don't have the concept of a zanav for a kerem gadol or a machol for a kerem katan. You have to explain what that means. The Gemara does so. We don't have the concept of a zanav for a kerem gadol. In other words, we're not, uh, we're not zakuk. We're not, uh, we, we, we don't. Uh, relate to it. So what does that mean? If you have a look here in this picture, the one on the right, a kerem katan is two by two and one echad zanav. What happens when it's echad zanav is we, we view it as if it is a, three, a two by two by three altogether. So you can see mm-hmm. I've, put, I've filled in the gap with a dotted one. And when you measure your four amot next to a kerem, you begin from this, if you like, imaginary uh, imaginary uh, vineyard that we've sort of placed in to fill it by the two by three, which is, by the way, not like the one of the pictures we had in the past. So that is that is a concept of um, a zanav la kerem katan. However, if you have a kerem gadol, or a, a kerem gadol is already a vineyard that's, say, three by three, there are different afghaminas for that as well, and here's one of them, is that if there happens to be one sticking out, we don't square off the kerem like we just did with the kerem katan. We just know we only measure it from that individual one over there. That's the space we have to leave. So that's a concept of a zanav. So we say, In other words, what it means is if we have a, a zanav, one sticking out from our three by three configuration of a gadol, we don't use that to square off the entire kerem. We just measure it from that individual kerem, that individual vine. Then it continues. Now, this is an interesting one. Now, a kerem katan, as we've explained, is a two by three. Now, a machola kerem, we said, is a space between 
a the kerem and the fence. And we said that if it's not wide enough, it's batel to the kerem like we began this year. So it's Why? Because a tocha could be shmona, but v'chutza lo shtemetzrayama. So I like to explain, I'll explain as follows. A kerem, the spacing between our vines is either between four or eight amot, no more than eight. If it's more than eight, it's too sparse, it's not considered a vineyard. And if it's too tightly packed, it's not considered a vineyard anyway, because you're going to have to pull out a lot of these vines. So we said the spacing is between four and eight. So at a maximum for the kerem katan that is next to the wall, the kerem katan spacing at a maximum, the width is going to be eight. But what's strange is if you then say, if you would want to apply the concept of machol kerem, which it says is 12 amot, you're saying the machol is going to be bigger than the kerem itself, which is ridiculous. Because the whole idea of the machol, it's a small space that's considered batel, annulled to the kerem. So on the right side picture, the reason what the Mishnah says is for a kerem katan, you don't have the concept of machol kerem. In other words, you'd be able to, in other words, because in other because otherwise you'd be saying this machol, this they were saying this battle is gonna is a larger region than the kerem itself. So, in other words, what does that mean in practice? In practice, it means that if you only have a kerem katan and there happens to be a wall, even within say 10 amot, all you have to believe is four amot, and you can plant in that space because that space would be battle to the small kerem. Okay. Whereas, just to make clear, once you have a big enough kerem, a kerem gadol, which is three rows, since that's between eight and sixteen width. Then you can have the din of machol because the machol could be smaller uh, than your uh, let's call it your average or regular kerem. Um, kerem. Okay. So that's so that's so so far so good. In other words, that teaching so far says what's the difference between a kerem katana kerem gadol? The first thing is for a kerem gadol, we don't have the concept of a we're not zakuk. We're not we don't consider the zanam to square it off. And for a kerem katan, we don't have this whole din of machol kerem. It doesn't apply. And that continues, Ve'ezu Kerem Katan, what's Kerem Katan? That's Shalosh Keneget Shalosh. That is three next to three, not three by three, three next to three. So we said three next to two, but if you, again, with the imaginary one, it's three next to three. And the next one is, um, uh, however, Ha'shalosh shalosh, Keneget Shalosh, if you have three by three, then Yeshlo Machol, then the Dinah Machol would apply. So you see from here, let's not forget what our original question was. Our original question was, to have the status of Machola Karen, does the fence have to run the entire length of the vineyard or is it sufficient to be only a, only a small amount? So he says, ah, you see from it, what we just learned, that what? You see from here, since it says you don't have a Machola Karen for two by three, Mashmi, you do have it for three by three. Meaning even a section that is three by three, you would have the status of a machola kerem, even if the vineyard itself is even bigger than that. If, as long as the fence is running next to a section three by three, that's how Reb Zeira, Rebbe Zeira is, is derives from this, uh, this this teaching that um, that even a, even a fence along a partial part, as long as that partial part is three by three, you would have the status of machola kerem. Okay. So in other words, you would be able to plant in that space unless it's the, the space between the carom and that, and that part of the fence is 12, but other sections further down you would. Okay. Fine. Let's continue. Rabbi Yudan Baye, Asa Geder Lifnimi Geder. Now this is interesting. The, um, what, what happens if you have a Geder Lifnimi Geder? So to explain this, we know, we know that if you have a single fence, then you can plant on the other side of it, whatever you like. Now, the question is, if I have a single, if I have a double fence, now clearly between the fences closer to the vineyard 
and the, uh, the sorry, the, the, between the, the space between the, the, the full wall that's closer to the vineyard clearly can't place plant anything between. But the question is, this second fence that is further away, the one on the right-hand side in our picture, does that still have a status of Mechola Kerem or not? Meaning, does that have to be at least 12 Amot from the Kerem? Or does the presence of that wall in between it and the Kerem, does that now make it a whole new region? Let's see, it's completely different. So So he says, if it's a sufficient space, it's three Tfachim wide between the two walls, then it's fine. The wall that's close to the Kerem is a separation. And therefore, that the space between the two walls doesn't have a status of Mechola Kerem. You can plant what you like. However, vi'im lav, if not, if it's less than three tfachim, then it's not. Then you cannot. You cannot place it in the space in between. Why? There's two explanations here. Um, simply because if it's less than three tfachim, it's considered one wall. And it's like, and that the planting on the wall or the wall itself, if you like, uh, well, you'd measure the machola karim from the, now the outer wall. So why is less than three by three? Either because you need at least three to be considered makom chashuv, according to Reb Chaim. But interesting, I saw in the Marafulda, the Marafulda says, based on different wider, wider known principle is that it is, if it's less than three, it's got the problem of Levud, meaning any space that's less than three by three in the laws of Mechitz that we know is considered as if it's filled in. And that's why you'd have to have at least a space of three by three. Hmm. Okay, next continue. Um, okay. Rabbi Yaakov bar idi b'shem Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Hayasha makom shtemesre ama. If the space is 12 amot, like we said in our Mishnah, then nitala machol. Then you don't have the problem machol kerem. Then you just leave four next to the kerem, four next to the fence, and plant plant in between. That's like shidabet hillel. Now the question is, what does that mean? He says that that space has to be twelve width, as we said, between running the full length of twelve in order to plant in between. Okay, which is how we've been drawing the pictures. That what that's what we. Why would we assume otherwise? And that is because we see Amir Mane says, no, as long as it starts as 12, even if that wall is angled and ends up running all the way into the Kerem, mm-hmm. it still does not have the status of Mechola Kerem since it's wide at, at its widest point, it is considered 12 Amot. So therefore, once again, you'd leave, as long as there's a space between whatever you're planting and the Kerem is full, and as we've been saying previously, they wouldn't plant it within four Amot of the fence, then you could plant whatever you like. Um, we oh, say wheat in this example. Um, if so, the way I've shown you, I tried to draw in the picture how it would be. You'd probably plant something that's the shape of like a triangle. Um, that's the, in the picture that I've shown now. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my look about the Rebbe Chizkia and Rebbe Mana, where it can be mates of Halech. And we've seen the concept of mates of Halech in other contexts. So therefore, Rebbe Mana understands you can apply it here. Next Mishnah, Halach mm-hmm. Bet says. Uh, so we talked about the points of a mechitza uh, for either creating the problem of Cholakerim or dividing between a vineyard and another crop you want to plant on the other side. So he says, it doesn't have to necessarily be a solid fence. Even if you have a lot of sticks sticking up in the ground, provided that there's less than three tfachim between them, so that a gidi, a kid, can't stick its head through, so then we say that it's considered as if it's a whole filled in smooth fence. And that's a principle of the wood, which I discussed before. So you can never have a fence made of just sticks sticking in the ground, as long as the space between them is less than three tfachim. If you have a fence that had a breach in it that's up until 10 amot, then that breach is considered like a petach, an opening, and you could still plant on either side of it. 
Your termikan, sorry, is this like a petach? Your termikan, if it's wider than 10 amot, then it's not like a doorway anymore. It's like a pirza, and you'll be asur. You could not plant on either side of it. Nifritzab or pirzotarbe, what happens if there are lots of breaches throughout the fence? We say, im haomed muruba ala parutz. If the standing part of the fence is in the majority, so it's mostly surrounded, we say mutar, um, meaning mutar to plant, even on the sides, on either side of the, the small openings. If, however, there's more breaches than there is standing wall, then we say that you can plant on either on the side of the actual standing wall. However, but by, by the breaches, we say, no, it's now considered an empty space and you wouldn't be able to plant on the other side of it. Again, this is the wall between a vineyard and say you want to plant wheat on the other side. Now, we'd be, measuring, we'd be measuring the, pre, the, the amount, excuse me, the amount of pre-salt, negative yeah. the amount of continuous. Correct. Salt. In other words, you sort of measure the length of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. We'll uh, elaborate further, but the, the, here, here we have an interesting case already. It says, asa pasim, you make boards. Keneged habeinayim. Now, uh, we, we're going to read the Gemara like the Gears of the Grass, so expect some changes. Um, in the pictures, I've sort of bolded where the changes are in, when I put the text above it, if you have it in front of you, um, as you can see on the screen here. It says, Asap, you, you put Asa, I'm not sure why it says Asara, but it says, you put, it's Asa Pasim, you made Pasim, Keneged habeinayim. In, in the spaces between the vines. So if you can see in our picture, I've got a, a big vineyard. And so in other words, it's three by three. And there are boards of fort fachim because Arba'a is in Lashon Zachar, so it's fachim. Um, in bet but the, the boards aren't in front of the actual vines. They're in the name They're in the spaces in between. Okay. Now we say, Veha, here's a change, Haparutz Raba ala omen. That the Parutz, the empty spaces are bigger than the standing spaces. And that's important. Otherwise, we've said previously, if the standing space is the majority, then you can plant even on the side of the spaces. Okay. So now then the mission is the Gemara says, omer mutar, So that really shouldn't be any surprise. So, uh, provided that the, the, the building part, the, the wall part is considered is Fort Fachim. You can plant, as I show in the yellow, next to the parts where the walls are. However, by the Pirzaot, you cannot. Okay, um, I'll come back to this in a minute. However, if you did asa pasim keneged hakfanim, if you put these pasim next to the, in front of, I should say, the gfanim, v'yesh omed arba, and they, these boards are four wide. Again, that minimum size of considered a significant fence. That's a bit at least four tefachim wide. So the anus which to yesh, arba are, and once again, the empty spaces are more than the filled in parts. Here's the chirush. Here's a novelty. You'd be able to plant. Uh, sorry, here, one second. Here, and it says, in the girls you have in front of here, you, but the gra changes it. Even our pirza would be mutar. Even against the empty spaces, we'd mutar. Now, why do we say that? Normally, we say that if it's parutz, if there's more breaches than there are coverings, you can only plant on the sides where the standing walls are, not next to the breaches. Here, it's saying even in this case, you'd be able to plant all along it. Now, why is that? Or It says, Hainu, that's Hainu keneged abenaim, even the parts in between. 
שאם כנגד הכפנים עצר מותר, if the parts right next to the vines are מותר, אי אתה יכול לאסור כנגד הבנן. And clearly the spaces where there's no vines whatsoever, then we say then that would be מותר. אי אתה יכול לאסור כנגד הבנן, שכל איסור שיש בהם בגין כפנים, because the whole reason why we're going to create an איסור here is because of the vines. And the vines themselves are fenced off with these small little fences, and therefore that's why the Chidush, then according to the Gemara, is despite the fact it's parutz is rabba ala amud, there's more breaches, because the small fences are in front of the vines and covering every single one of those vines, then you can plant along the entire length. Okay? That's a question of appearance. I mean, for the, the roots don't, uh, the roots don't uh, respect the fence. The roots could go diagonally. Yeah, but if it was a question of roots, then even if you had a full fence, it'd be a problem. Clearly, the, the issue is not necessarily the roots. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, we, we will just... It's the appearance. Yes. Yeah, it, that's what it sounds like. Um, by the way, if you're, if you're... Do we have time? Yeah, we've got a bit of time. If you're curious, if you want to keep the Girsa, the version of the Gemara, in front of you, then the way we would have began the Gemara comes with an even, even bigger Chirush. And that's why the Mara Fulda reads it exactly as we've written. It says, Asa pasim If you made this pasim by the Benaim, and the Chirush, now we're leaving like the, without the change that, the, that there is more standing than there is breaches. Then we say, Then the Chirush then, according to the Mara Fulda is, that because there's nothing in front of the actual vines, it says, I don't care if you've got Omed Rabbah ala parutz. I don't care if you've got even more standing wall than breaches. Because there's a breach in front of every single vine, you wouldn't be able to plant in front of those vines, only in front of the walls. That's, the, that, that's according to the, the, the gears of the version we have in front of us. But again, as I explained, there's a very different understanding like we've brought um, according to um, Reb Chaim that followed the Gra. Okay, let's continue. Next case. Oh, no more pictures, I just realized. We'll have to do without. Let's continue. If someone stuck four poles on the four corners of a vineyard, and he puts and he takes a reed and string or reed and, and he and actually not no string, but takes a reed and places it across the top of them. So he's effectively formed what we call a surata petach. Which has a law, has status of a mechitza, so it's, it's a shape of a doorway that has a status of mechitza. Say matzil mishum peya. Then, because it's a tzurata petach, that's considered a good enough mechitza. It's interesting that. In other words, by kilaim, by by kilaim, in a kile kerem to have a vineyard and a wheat field, you can even matter it with a tzurata petach. Okay, so I'm Rav Yonah. That's kemechitza kilaim. Change the gears here. Kemechitzaim ken mechitza shabbos. So as we see that it works for Kilain, so too it works for Shabbos. That yeah, a very large... Sorry? Neirubin, you, you find it by the... Correct. The, the desert, you, you'll, you'll, the you'll see, that's exactly the point. We use Turata Petach by Mechitzot on Shabbos to define, to mark off regions of Rosh Hashanah Also, um, uh, exactly, that we use it for Eruvin. But what the important thing here, what we're trying to say, can Mechitza Kilain, can Mechitza Shabbos, is that... What Rav Shuma Malakish is saying is that Surata Petach itself can even be more than Tenamot, even though bigger than an all, the, 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 what we, meaning wider than what we call a Pirza, wider than a Petach. A Petach, what we've been saying normally in our Mishnah, is limited to Tenamot. 
Okay, so it seems to be you can write the full length of the vineyard even if it's bigger than ten amot. And we're trying to say that that is true even for Shabbos. Then you make in a room around the city, you can have these rota petachs wider than ten amot, wider than five meters. So Rabbi Yoshua ben Korcha went to buy Rabbi Yochanan Nuri le so Nagminer. This is a, a particular location. And what happened is, is they had lots of Tzorotah Petach, there were Matir particular areas. And let me just read inside Reb Chaim. Here he is. And they, they, they filled in the, the, with the Tzorotah Petach. Heral Sedechat, Obeit Chaverta. That's what it was called. And there were big, big breaches. Now, these big breaches were filled in with the Tzotapetach. What did he do? He took Aim, took wood, and sealed, filled it in so the, the gap, so that within those Tzotapetach was less than 10 amot. And he also took out Dukrinim like planed pieces of wood. Until he brought it in. For Shabbos, you need that. In other words, he understands for Shabbos, the biggest Tzorot petach you can have is Ten Amot. You can't have wider than Ten Amot. Okay? So, now, that seemed to be Cholek on what we said, Rabbi Shimon Lakish. Rabbi Shimon Lakish, we just said, by Kilaim, you can have a bigger. And we said, the Chenlin and Shabbos as well. So it says Amr Bizerba, and but Rabbi Zira says, no, Modi Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish Linyan Shabbos, She'ain Matzelet Hapea, She'ain Apea Matzelet. This should be She'ain Apea. I'm not sure what, what you have in front of you. I've got squares and round brackets. She'ain Apea Matzelet Yotem Eser. That a Turat Petach and Shabbos, a maximum Turat Petach is a maximum width of a Petach, which is 10 Amot. Okay, so Amr Abchagan Matnitamra, can you seem to see? We've got a, we've got a, a mission that seems to suggest that. Why? It says, What you can do, let's say you want to make a mechitza. And this is from, from Eruven. What you can do, you can get three ropes, one above the other. Um, so, so, what are you doing by doing that? I have three ropes. I'm spacing. The bottom one is just under three tfachim from the ground. The rope above it is just on three tfachim above that. And the final one is just, just less than three tfachim above that. And the ropes together are in their width, let's say they make more than a tefach. So therefore, I have a 10 tfachim high wall. And because, but because the spaces between our ropes are less than three tfachim, it's like, because of Lavud, it's completely filled in. So that's a way on Shabbos, if you like, constructing a wall. So we see, and that's making a very long wall. This is even longer. This is wider than the 10 amot. So he says, so the Gemara says, Im amar and if you want to say that on Shabbat, a mechitza can, a trota petach could be sufficient even with a width of greater than 10 amot, then why do I need three ropes? All I need to do is put my posts down, stick, have only one chevel at the top and be done with it. So at this stage, we're going to, we're going to test this proof in tomorrow's stuff, or not tomorrow's on, when we learn on Sunday, that in the next in the next stuff, um, that we're going to test whether this is a good enough proof or not. But it seems in the moment as follows: that 
We're trying to say, Rav Shimon Lakish says, you can have a Torah Tapetach that's wider than 10 Amot on Shabbat. What's our proof? Our proof is that, if you're tr- that the Mishnah says, if you're trying to make a wall with ropes, that you need three ropes to do that. So you can rely on the principle of wood to have a completely sealed in wall. And the assumption is between the posts is greater than 10 Amot. Now, if it is true, a Torah Tapetach can be greater than 10 Amot, then I, wouldn't, I shouldn't need three ropes. I just put a rope at the top and be done with it. Then there's my Torah Tapetach. Ah, there's your proof clearly that you can't have a Tzorotach more than 10 amot. But we'll, uh, again, as I said, we'll test that in, 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 in the, as we continue in the next stuff. All right? And Shabbos, you have actually a good have uh, Mavoy that's like even 20 amas uh, wide. Mavoy is different because then you're relying on either what's called a Lechi or a Korah. The right. Navadin, so, okay. or a Heker. And it's a, it's a different, when it comes to a Mavoy, it's uh, assuming a Mavoy Satum, that's a whole different yeah. story. Mitzvah Shem, we, we have, we have uh, Eruvin as part of your Shami, so we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Have a great Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Great Shabbos. Tada.